0: This is Prayer Warriors 365, Day 24, Divine Spiritual Keys, the Word of Our Testimony. Let's begin with the guidelines that we talked about last week, in which we will talk about each episode, because they're very, very important to begin with. And the very first thing is the importance of discernment. Test everything in these days. Discernment is a gift of the Holy Spirit. That means continual connection with God through the power of prayer. If we are going to the Lord for discernment, then we're communicating. We're connecting. We're asking Him, God, give us the truth. Tell us the truth in these matters. So test everything. Test it with the Bible. Test it with your connection with the Lord the importance of discernment especially in these days anything that I say anything that anyone else might say to you number two prayer is dialogue with God that two-way communication prayer without ceasing is communion with God and communion with God we build up our trust in Him if we think about it trusting someone means connecting with them to truly trust and this is one of the most important things that we can do in our walk with the Lord connect stay connected this opens up the Bible and all of God's words not only to our understanding but also to our personal walk through life number three for some believers much of this will be confirmation that I'm going to share with you for others revelation or a little of both but yet others new to their walk in Christ it may seem to defy common sense it may even seem foolish it says in 1 Corinthians 2.14 the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for they are folly to him he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned So, as a new believer, especially as a new believer, ask. Keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. That's Matthew 7, 7. Things will begin to unfold, and you'll begin to be able to discern spiritually or understand more and more. But it takes that personal walk with the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit. Number four, our own personal revelation, in other words, our understanding, is directly proportional to our surrender or obedience to God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. We will only be able to see or understand or comprehend to the degree with which we trust Him each day. So remember, this is a personal walk, one day at a time, each and every day. Number five. Do not be fooled. Our opponent is a master of deception. Ancient. His best lie is one degree from the truth. So how do we know the truth? The whole truth and nothing but the truth? We go directly to the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way to God, which is Jesus Christ. That is... Our source that is our focus we are very susceptible especially in these days of following many different options or paths or understandings of other people it is important that we stay focused on Jesus Christ number six keep it simple saint again Keep your focus on Christ. It's a good fight of faith in Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 11.3 it says, But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And the simplicity is simply that relationship with him. You're not going to know it all. You're not going to be able to figure it all out that's not the point God is not asking us to make sure we understand everything but rather to trust him no matter what there's going to be things you will not understand but that's why we go to him okay God I ask for revelation I ask for insight but whether I get it now later or never I trust in thee that's the point that's the key To get to that place of not having to question anymore is relationship, is connection. So let's do a recap on our last broadcast. And remember, the main point, we rely on God's power, not our own. So to determine the keys, we turn to the Bible. And we started with the end of the story in Revelations twelve ten through 11, New King James Version. It says, Then I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength, and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ have come. The accuser of our brethren, who has accused them before God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Last broadcast, we talked about the blood of the Lamb. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. The New Testament covenant, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, provided the ultimate sacrifice, the final atonement paid in full. In Romans 3.25 in the Amplified Version it says Whom God put forward before eyes of all as a mercy seat, the propitiation by His blood, the cleansing and life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation to be received through faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance He had passed over and ignored former sins without punishment. So, by the blood of the Lamb, that was the ultimate atonement. That curtain to the Holy of Holies was torn from top to bottom, opening up our connection with God through Christ Jesus. The Holy of Holies was the place in the Jewish temple that God resided, and the curtain kept people away from the Holy of Holies, but through Christ's death and resurrection that opened that curtain for us to have divine connection with God through Christ. It says in hebrews nine twelve he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of His own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. So it is with believers who have the Spirit of God living within the temple of our bodies. We reach the inner chamber of our hearts, the Holy of Holies, within where the Holy Spirit testifies with our spirit to all truth. In 1 Corinthians 6.19 it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. Once we have given our lives over to the Lord, we're no longer our own. We belong to God. And with that comes truth in John 16:13 it says when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come it is through our hearts the inner chamber or our spirit which is eternal that our minds are renewed renewed beyond the limits of this world's current understanding it could never be through our minds our understanding which we could possibly reach this communion with God we can't even fathom beyond this world in Colossians three ten, it says and we have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So we as believers, giving our free choice and saying, Lord, we believe in you, opens up an incredible door. It opens up a place in our heart, and our spirit, for that divine connection with the Lord. It is through that surrender of all of our hearts to Christ that we get to that place of true humility, the point of true knowledge and wisdom, which is, of course, not possible by any means in this temporal world. In Proverbs eleven two, it says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Here are five divine keys. Number one, the ultimate victory was won on Calvary. We as believers are to walk it out as overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Number two, the whole concept is upside down from our current or natural understanding. Number three, it is a lifelong process of overcoming the world, which is our current belief system, the flesh, which is our carnal nature, and the devil, our adversary. The relentless accuser. This requires our continual communication, our connection with Jesus Christ. We remain focused one day at a time. Number four, we have the Holy Spirit residing in us. We cannot do this by our own might. And then number five, no one can do this for us. It is personal. Those are the five divine keys which we discussed in the last broadcast of overcoming by the blood of the Lamb. Let's move to overcome by the word of our testimony. And The first thing we want to do is talk about the word. Now remember, words in our English language, one particular word like the word love in the Greek has many different meanings. We're going to take the word, Word, and break it down in spiritual meanings. Let's give definition to the Word. Number one, the Word, meaning God, 1 John 1. God, in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God number two the word meaning verbally spoken from our perspective as Christians spoken by God God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of heaven and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth genesis 1:26 and secondly word the word spoken verbally by man being holy spirit led and that can come in the form of testimony in proverbs 18:21 it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love of it will eat its fruit it's important to understand that a tongue, a mouth surrendered to God, is extremely powerful. We will be held accountable for every word spoken. That's a scary thought. The second spoken by man, the Word, in the form of prayer, being led by the Holy Spirit, is effective, it is righteous and provides intercessory prayer. In Ephesians six seventeen it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now here again, the Word of God. What exactly is the Word of God? The Bible. But it is also our tongue surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit, being spoken out, putting that helmet of the salvation, taking those thoughts captive, surrendering to the Lord for leading and guiding and direction, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, speaking effectively through prayer in our lives and for the lives of others. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication To that end, keep alert with perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, Ephesians 6.18, that's intercessory prayer, praying for others. And also in James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective, and think of a righteous person as one who has the Holy Spirit, has Christ within them, because He is righteousness. And we as believers have the righteousness living within us. Number three, the word meaning written as it pertains to the Holy Bible or scriptures that's directed by God Received and written by man through the power of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Timothy 3.16 it says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Number four, the Word, meaning the Word made flesh, which is Jesus Christ. Everything centers around this divine eternal truth john 1 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory glory as of the only son from the father full of grace and truth and then lastly number five the word lived in the life of believers. This is our walk. Believers in Jesus Christ, moving through the power of the Holy Spirit from redemption, in other words, redeemed from, the, from sin and death by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, to sanctification, a process that we go through of being made pure, refined, to justification, we are justified by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, to the final glorification, to our eternal life, glorified in glorified bodies. In 1 Corinthians one thirty, it says, And because of Him you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption in romans 8:30 and those whom we predestin he also called and those whom he called he also justified and those whom he justified he also glorified so what that means is it was by god's hand you were chosen since before time began we are called and by our free choice We say, yes, we believe. And from that begins this process. So, in talking about the word of our testimony, think about the word as being these five different things. First and foremost, it's God. Secondly, spoken verbally, by God and by man. The word written the Holy Bibles and Scripture, the Word made flesh, which is Jesus Christ, and the Word being lived out in our life through the power of the Holy Spirit in this process of regeneration that we're going through. So that begins with the Word. Now let's move on to our testimony. The definition of testimony from the secular standpoint is a formal written or spoken statement, especially given in a court of law evidence or proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. A Christian testimony is the evidence or proof of Jesus Christ in a believer's life. First, let's look at a Christian testimony which is first and foremost our testimony of salvation. Consider the point in our lives where we are touched by God's grace. In other words, a personal, miraculous intervention of God through specific events that bring an individual to the point of connection with God. By our free choice of accepting and professing with our mouth the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are testifying and trusting in the person and work of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. We're saying with our mouth and testifying to others, I believe in Jesus Christ. I receive forgiveness for sin. This connection orchestrated by God's grace and consider grace is called unmerited favor. In other words, we don't deserve it. None of us deserve it, but it is God's gift of grace his hand upon us, his love, requires, of course, our individual free choice and verbal confession to bring, by the power of the Holy Spirit, a rebirth that opens up a whole new understanding of truth. Thus, the term born again. In the natural, we're born. We're only born once. But spiritually, spiritually, being born again means being born into the kingdom of God saved by Jesus Christ from sin and death eternally and as we walk through this world we are new creatures we are no longer our old natural man but we are born again spiritual believers walking through this world in this temporal body but with a whole different understanding, perception. We are set free. In John 8, 32, it says, And you will know the truth, and think of the truth, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit walking within us, and the truth will set you free in every our area of your life because you began to see the deception, not only in your own life, but what's going on in the rest of the world. That's why they say, the blinders come off the unveiling you begin to see the testimony or witness of the personal event is significant that verbal testimony by the believer not only for the born again believer to declare and to confirm to others but for those who hear and as they witness that person's life being touched by the hand of God it's like seeds the seeds being the word of God and word remember. The Bible in that person and that heart, that transformation, the Word God, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, the Word surrendered through the power of the Holy Spirit, that is in that person giving the testimony, and as they speak it out, for those who have ears that can hear that connection, God's grace, they're touched. And the Holy Spirit provides the living water and the bloom of God's grace. In other words, that unmerited favor, that touch in that other person brings new abundant life continually testifying to the spirit of man. That connection is made. That is why it's important for our verbal testimony The Bible's full of testimonies of changed lives that have provided seeds for mankind for centuries. As we begin to hear these stories, it opens up something in us that uh, there's a connection that we may never have experienced before. I know in my own personal walk, the first time I heard that born-again believer The fire, they call it the fire, that connection that you can't explain it, but you just know. You know that you know there's something. There's something beyond this world, that connection. All right, secondly, the Christian testimony from the perspective of our own personal walk. That is the fullness or completeness of salvation the spreading, basically, of the Good News Gospel and our words and our deeds and our personal walk. It is a continual, day-by-day, walk with Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit as witnesses to the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, this is something that we cannot do on our own. Now, often, many times, people will try and think that they can do works, that they can go out there and do things based on their understanding but again, that's why it takes that continual process of surrendering each day. God, I don't know how but through you it's possible it's being worked into our lives through this individual process of sanctification or in other words, being refined areas of our life our character, character defects that are addressed and then surrendered to God for healing and for deliverance this is designed by God for God and for His work. Because remember, this is being born again into the kingdom of God. Uh, that requires a learning process, a growing process. And it is lifelong because we're being designed and grown, molded and shaped for eternity. This personal walk provides a powerful testimony to others in our own sphere of influence. In other words, those around us, if you are a born-again believer, if you've walked through this process, you're well aware of going into maybe a family and them realizing you've changed, there's something different about you. That Holy Spirit that is within you changing you from the inside out, refining, growing, getting connected, and then the ripple effect that it has, not just with in your own family, but in your community and elsewhere. Remember, our bodies are where the Spirit of God dwells. In 1 Corinthians 3.16 it says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells within you. That is what we have as overcomers, as believers. We break through the lies and deceptions of this world, this world belief system. In other words, we're set apart. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We are overcomers in our flesh, our carnal nature, our self-centeredness, our Everything's about me, rather than, Lord, there's a much bigger picture, and I'm part of that picture. Let me surrender myself for the bigger picture. Freedom. We are no longer bound by our flesh. And then thirdly, the devil. We begin to see and are delivered from the deception in our own lives, as well as what is going on in this world. Freedom. In Ephesians 2, 1-22, it says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, Saved. That's it. The word of our testimony is not just spoken, but it's lived. It's experienced, and it has a ripple effect. So the word, being Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, testifying to our spirit, transforming our thoughts, our words, our deeds for God's purpose and plan. It is the Word made flesh which is Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling in the body of believers. That's called His church. That's all those who have that connection with the Holy Spirit. And God's orchestrating it. He's bringing us together. We're connecting. We are getting the same messages because it is from Him. It is from the Holy Spirit especially in these days. That is why it is so important to connect each day. According to God's eternal loving plan, He directs, carries out, and sustains our salvation. We don't lose it, but we walk in a fullness of it. In other words, it's a continual process of growing. Just like being born, growing process of beginning to see the big picture, to understand, but more than just understand the whole picture, but to truly understand who God is, that connection, that relationship, that freedom of knowing He is the one in control, and we're part of that. It is not possible on our own. It takes a one day at a time, here's the key, surrender. Surrender being focus, obedience, trusting to the leading, the guiding of the Spirit of God. It is a lifelong journey of overcoming victory to win the race of time that we've been allotted. Remember, we're in a temporal world. These bodies are temporal. They're not going to go beyond this world. But we have a spirit that is eternal. Finding and receiving and surrendering to this freedom, this truth, has very profound ramifications. Choices. Our choices are very important, even though we have an enemy that makes us want to think that they're not that we're not important, that we don't make a difference, that we're just being swept up into this world and living this life as brief as it is, and then moving on. There's much more to it. It is eternal. Overcoming by the word of our testimony, testimony spoken from our mouth to others in the lives of others and walked in our lives. As a living, breathing testimony, it has a ripple effect. It is what is happening through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us, around us and beyond. It is something that we, as believers, as Christians, are called to do. We're called by God and created for those purposes. And the most incredible part about it, as we walk in this journey and God fills us with His love, that perfect love, that unconditional love, as we begin to experience and taste the living waters that Jesus spoke about, we are changed and it's no longer trying to do things but within us wanting to to reach out we become vessels instruments of peace this is a transformation that is only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit we cannot do it on our own so next week we will be moving on to the next part we're going to stay with revelations in the revelations 12 10 and 11 to the third part they loved not their lives even to death that is reaching the end of self and the beginning of eternal life understanding the kingdom of God so join us next broadcast as we continue to look from the Bible, from the end of the story in Revelations twelve, ten, and 11, understanding that we are overcomers, that we have overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of our testimony, and that we do not love our lives to the death. Let's look at that third part, see what God has in store as we study, learn, discern all that God gives us. Join us.